In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. In the beginning, God's intention for the cosmos was not to fill it with a bunch of impressive creatures and monuments, but God's intention for the world was to provide a space for humanity to say yes to God. The earth was intended to be a space where God and man could dwell together in unity. And for a time, the earth was the place where God did dwell with us. We are told that God would walk in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve lived. In the fall, when Adam and Eve said no to God and took their creation for their own, the earth ceased to be a space where humanity would say yes to God, and humanity lost the ability to dwell in union with God. Thus, God set into motion a plan where God and humanity would one day be at one with each other again. The law God gives to Moses allows for the nation of Israel to receive a foretaste of this at-oneness, this unity with God. This system would allow God to dwell with Israel, although this dwelling would be limited to a room of the temple called the Holy of Holies, this room was also separated from the rest of the temple by a veil or a curtain, God still nonetheless would dwell with Israel. In return of God making his dwelling in Israel, Israel would practice saying yes to God and his commandments by keeping the law. The high priest would be the point of connection between God in the temple and Israel outside. Of course, Israel was not a perfect nation, and the people would sin. So God created a mechanism in which the sins of the nation would be put away, and this at-oneness, unity with God, could be temporarily regained. The day on which this would happen was called the Day of Atonement. The word atonement literally comes from the word at and one. At-one-ment, or atonement, means to unify. So on the Day of Atonement, God and man would be unified once again. This unification would happen when the high priest would enter beyond the veil into the Holy of Holies and into the presence of God. However, entering the presence of God is not something one can just walk up and do. Only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies and only do so once a year and only if he was holding the blood of a sacrifice for the remission of his sins and the sins of the nation. In practice, the nation of Israel would present the high priest with two goats outside of the temple. One goat would be the sacrifice. The high priest would kill this goat, collect his blood in a bowl. The priest would use this blood to enter the Holy of Holies and would use his hands to sprinkle the blood throughout the room. At this moment, God and man would occupy the same space in unity. The high priest would then come back out of the temple, where he would go to the second of the two goats. The second goat was called the scapegoat. The high priest would press his hands on it, confess the sins of the nation of Israel. And then the scapegoat would take upon it those sins, be walked out of the city of Jerusalem, and symbolize that the sins of the people have been removed from the nation. For thousands and thousands of years, Israel would have a day of atonement. It was their high holy day, the day where all the sins from the previous year would be forgiven. This system was not perfect, 
At some point, the high priest would have to leave the Holy of Holies, and at some point, someone in Israel would sin again, necessitating another Day of Atonement. God commanded Moses that the Day of Atonement shall be, quote, an everlasting statute for you, to make atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year, end quote. This cycle repeats itself. Sin occurs, Day of Atonement happens. Sin occurs, the next year, another Day of Atonement happens, and so on and so on. So what would happen if this cycle could be broken? What would happen if God and man were able to dwell together forever? On Good Friday, Jesus broke this cycle. On Good Friday, Jesus acted as the scapegoat when the sins of the world were laid upon him. On Good Friday, Jesus was also the sacrifice, the sacrifice whose blood would allow access to the presence of God. This is why on Good Friday, the veil in the temple was torn, a symbol that God and man are no longer separated. On Ascension Day, this day, we celebrate that Jesus takes on the duties of the high priest. By using his blood, he ascends into heaven, the true Holy of Holies, and to the dwelling place of God. From Hebrews, quote, For Christ has entered not into a sanctuary made with hands, a copy of the true one, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly, as the high priest enters the holy place, yearly with blood not his own. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. On Ascension Day, Jesus left the realm of time and space and entered into eternity. What this means is that Jesus presents his Good Friday sacrifice to the Father in all time and in all space. This is what makes the sacrifice on the cross an eternal sacrifice, not one that covered all of humanity's sins up until that point, but a sacrifice that covers all humanity's sins past, present, and future. For Jesus also took with him our humanity up into heaven to dwell with God. And from heaven, God sends his Holy Spirit to dwell with us. We are told in St. John's Gospel, quote, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, so that he may be with you forever. Now God and man are at one again. Atonement has been fulfilled. We are now united with God. So what would happen if God and man dwelt together? The answer to this question is the church. The church is now that space that the Garden of Eden was meant to be. In the church... God's Holy Spirit and humanity dwell together in unity. In the church, we have space and indeed grace to say yes to God. God has desired for all eternity to dwell with his beloved creation. This community, the church, is the reason for the whole Bible story, is the reason for the law, the temple, the sacrifices. The church is the reason for Jesus' incarnation, death, resurrection, and ascension. From heaven, God bestows his grace to the church, to us, through his Holy Spirit. Our participation in the church, receiving the sacraments, and being diligent in our prayers allows our Lord to send his spirit more effectively. 
over time, we are able to say yes to God more and more. We begin to be more effective in using the gifts God gives us through his Holy Spirit. Because Jesus has ascended into heaven to offer his eternal sacrifice, the church is able to be a space that the Garden of Eden never could be. In the church, we have space to fail in our efforts to say yes to God. When we sin and mess up, the game is not over and not all is lost. When we sin and mess up, we can come to the altar with grace, make a good confession, and receive grace to try again. It is important to remember that God loves his church and will never leave it. He will always show up with grace to sustain this community. God has desired for all eternity to dwell with us, his beloved creation, and that is exactly what he will do. Over time, our participation in the church helps strengthen the church. Jesus' final words to his disciples before his ascension is to spread this life-giving community to all nations. Quote, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It is the will of God that we work to spread the church to the ends of the earth. The church is a refuge, refuge to those who are worn out from anxiety and exhausted with the futility of a life's work that has no greater good outside itself. It is the will of God that we draw people into this community, that others may dwell with God and God with them. This is how we will affect real lasting change in the world, through our participation in the church, through our experience of dwelling with God, through our prayers, through receiving the sacraments. God's light shines in this community and becomes something captivating to others. If we allow God to dwell with us by our participation in the church, rest is what the weary world will find, but importantly, life is what they will receive. From St. Matthew's account of the Ascension, quote, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.